You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to the Tuesday episode of Oilers Nation Radio. Radio. Gang's Radio. All here. Bag Milk, Rick, Tyler, Liam, Dan. Much to discuss, even though it hurts our hearts sometimes, but we'll get through it. Welcome to the Tuesday episode of Oilers Nation Radio. We're going to kick things off with a delicious debate for our friends at Wendy's. Mm. A couple of things about Wendy's. Stay tuned for a... How would you describe the game, Tyler? Uh, a crossover between a survivor pool and player props. It's the Wendy's a daily face-off. A survivor fantasy game is going to be launching right away. So watch out for all nation properties, all nation socials. We'll be telling you how to play. There's going to be plenty of prizes that you can win. There's going to be food you can win. And in the meantime, watch out for some content we're going to be making with our friends for our friends at Wendy's coming this week on all the Oilers Nation socials. I'm very, very excited about it because I get to eat some delicious Wendy's food. Yes. Cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers specifically. Very, very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Baked mm-hmm. potatoes. I'll Love dig it. Baked potatoes. I can get it in my Love a baked potato from Wendy's. Liam, did you try the taco salad? Not yet. Ah. Side of chili. Yes, please. And a frosty. Strawberry or watermelon lemonade. Do they still have like the potato and the chili? Got you. Because I remember that's like back in the days when it was like they had the, the, the green room or whatever, you know, the little... You're old enough to know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that down the one side, he's like, just be like a, windows. A green room at Wendy's? It, all, oh. it, all, it felt like a greenhouse. Like it was all just windows. It was like a sunroom. Oh, yeah, sunroom. That's the right I word. I know what yeah. you mean. Like a, an, an indoor outdoor room. A little bit. It was like a, <laughs> it was a sunroom. Like they, all the restaurants in the 90s had that. Yeah. yeah Dairy Queen always had pizza them too. Hut. Would have Bring back the sunroom, I say. Yeah. Bring back the pizza, bu- pizza. Oh, are we allowed to say that? The pizza buffet? Oh. We probably just say that. <laughs> yes, know. you said them first. Hey, then, you put that, then, then you put that in my head. Buffet, Wendy's buffet. That Wendy's, no, I'll bring some bacon in here too. Buffet would be legit. Oh yeah. man, yeah. fresh, never frozen Canadian beef. Ooh. Come on, Oof. you bring get my your Wendy's pants. burger buffet, and then at the end of the burger buffet, you got your baked potato bar, mm. and then a machine that dispenses frosty. Come on. Oh my Are you a fries into frosty type of person? No. Yeah, I was going to say. I've seen Straight that before, but I no, I don't like I've it. I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. It's not I like to keep them separate. It's like a weird mix of the. They're good fries. They are good fries. Yeah, they're they good fries. I mean, everything's good. <laughs> everything's good at Wendy's. Their nuggets are on good three three forty nine. They have good breakfast. Uh, <laughs> you can get their French toast sticks all day. I, anytime I really? say they have good breakfast, Tyler just perks right up and he's got something in his head. I love it. French toast stick sounds lovely. Mm. Anyways, watch out for some Wendy's related content coming soon. And the Wendy's daily face off a survivor game will be launching ASAP. Watch out for all our socials. We are going to get it. Tyler, our friends at Wendy's and Dave Thomas specifically. Yes. What do you have for a delicious debate today? Who is going to step up with Connor McDavid out of the lineup? Hmm. Well, I mean, like. Interesting question, because. I'd say there's a handful of guys that just need to step up regardless of who's Liam in would like to go to VAR. Actually, he just announced with his hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of hand stuff going Anybody on. Anybody stick out first yeah. thing when you think of who needs to step up with Connor up. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this because this guy hasn't played well. Sure. Sounds like you are about it. Like I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins needs to step up in the sense of like the others are going 11 and seven tonight. He's probably going to rotate a lot more than he would typically. Right. Yeah. So I'll say news needs to step up and just kind of, 
maybe just elevate his game slightly than he has because he's been fantastic to start the season. Out of everyone, like Nude seems to be the forward that's been consistent throughout the yeah. five games now. I'm jumping in next because I'm selfish. Evander Kane, he has one assist through five games. Buddy, we need you to score. Yep. We need you to get some points. We need you to bank some bodies. We need you to crash and do all the things that we love about Evander Kane's game. Absolutely need it, especially with Connor out of the lineup. Evander Kane is my pick for who needs to step up the most. Nation Dan, who you got? Well, I was going to say Evander Kane, but I think that like the easier answer is to just say all the wingers together. You know, we've been we've been clamoring for them to find some offense before this. Well, you sure as shoot need to do it now because the guy that stirs your drink isn't there for a couple weeks, possibly. Rick, who you got? Yes, it's, it's the whole team. No one else. No, this team does not look good enough right now where you can sit there and look at one person and go, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you. The whole team yeah. needs to be better. And I think that without a guy like Connor, um, you lose that safety net, right? You can't go, well, it doesn't matter. Connor will go score for us, blow something like that. Mm-hmm. You're going to see something different from them. And I, when it comes to Kane, I think you saw a bit of the last game. He wasn't very happy with how much he played in the first period. Well, guess what? You want to play? Go out and play your game. You'll get more minutes. He fought. He was banging bodies. So I think he was taking that step outside of the score sheet. But the whole team needs to be better. Tyler, you got two answers. Uh, the first one, like, I mean, we should talk a little bit about Leon Dreisaitl, right? Like, this is a guy who... How out, handsome he is? Yeah. Outside of Edmonton, there's always a lot of power play merchant. Only good because he has played with McDavid, right? Not a true superstar. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you have two games here. Like, giddy up. Right. Like if you're dry silo, this is your chance to go nuclear for a couple games and kind of puff your chest out a little bit and be like, hey, put some respect on my name. Right. Like I'm up there. I'm that guy. I can be I'm capable of being a superstar. Um, the other one that I'll throw in here. Cash is, money. Yeah, oh, that's not the button I wanted. Respect <laughs> <laughs> my name. There you go. That's right. <laughs> uh, the other one is Jack Campbell. I think if you're going to survive this stretch from Connor McDavid without Connor McDavid, isn't this a great time for a goalie to go on a heater and pitch a shutout? Maybe have a game where I'd say either goalie really. Well, yeah, I don't care which one. I'm just saying Campbell because I know he's starting tonight. But like, let's go goalies, right? Like, you can get through this stretch winning some three one. You can get through two a lot games. of bad shit if your goalies are hot. Yeah, so like, let's go goalies carry us through. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's too bad what happened last game with Skinner because he actually played well enough to. Yeah. To win that game for the Oilers, and then that could have maybe been a ripple effect onwards for him. But Jack Campbell's been pretty good this year. They all both things, have been okay. He's considered. Yeah, they've both been. Skinner, Skinner has been below average. Yeah, I would agree. I think Campbell. You just said, are they okay? Is he okay or is he below average? Below I was like, average. Can- the last game was good. I would say the last game was above average, but his game against Vancouver when he came in was below average. And then his start against Vancouver was also below average. So he's been okay. See, I think, you know what, this guy. I can't sit here and look at the goalies yet because the guys in front of them are play, aren't playing well enough. What about when they adventure? I don't mind that very much because it does end up usually more than fifty percent working our beha- in our behalf. And I would sometimes, hope. and sometimes it's gonna it's gonna not <laughs> work. It's less than fifty. And, and I and I stay there. The, I did this the whole time was with Mike Smith. Mike Smith would do something. Everybody wanted to sit there and wring his neck as soon as he made a mistake. But then you remember the San Jose game. But I would say with Mike Smith though, he had a like he always yeah. did it. And he had elite puck handling skills. Stu doesn't have And yet that. people still shit on him every time he made a mistake. Yeah, but those, I'm sitting here exactly with where what Leon said. I would, well, no, I agree with what Leon said. 100%. I do too. But, but I would yeah. just say like, you know, to quote Steve Dang. Nope. I'm not saying. Nope. Tend the goal. Nope. Yes. Nope. 
Yeah. Of course, tend the goal, but I also want you to go and, and handle the puck. But like that this. decision was that, dumb. No, that was a yeah. That was it was bad. He was hesitant when he had to go through the puck. He should have gone all the way through the puck. He, he got a little hesitant at the very second. What's his at the name? Last second. Just grab the puck and stew his net. He would have just skated yeah, around the outside of it. Tried to kill the penalty, but also if you watch the video back, Nurse is beating him to the puck, and then sees Skinner coming. Is like, what do I? What do I do? And Call then, him off. But you can't because your goalie's already halfway there. Yes, you, you can go. Like, I got it. I got it. They don't. No. They don't talk. No, no, you no, think no. they talk enough on I the ice? Agree too. I do. I think they. Talk I think in that scenario, ice? you can't. Your goalie's halfway out. You can't be like turn around <laughs> and like you're already fucked. Everything's yeah, fucked everything's already. Gone. As soon as Skinner hesitates and then makes the decision to go out, the whole thing. The hesitation is over. was at the very last second. It was when it, the hesitation should have never happened because he never should have come for the puck. You got to trust. Yeah, I'm cool. Man. I'm good with my goalie going for the Nurse puck. It's the best skating defenseman on this team. And you need to trust him to get that puck, which he was going to There's get. There's also a power play. So yes. like Vancouver shorthanded isn't trying to drive that to the crease. They're probably trying to kill. When the it's clock. a power play though, doesn't your goaltender go and play the puck more often? Not, Not in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. I'm okay with it. Generally, I'm okay. No, hey, listen. Sometimes it's not gonna. Out. Sometimes it's not gonna work out. But I'm not against that. I'm 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 all for making the aggressive maneuvers. I guess the problem I have with it is just like you're comparing Stu to Mike Smith, but Mike Smith was elite with the puck from that position. Stu's just not. We've seen it. The other time I can recall was again. I think it was New Jersey. It happened last season too. Where he would go to play the puck, he mishandles it, and ends up in the back of the net. He's not good at it yet, but he's only a second year goalie in the league, and it's fine. But like, so we're we saying, you, don't do it or do it. If you make a mistake with the puck behind your net, where the goalie's supposed to go and like stop the puck, I can forgive that. But I can't forgive Stuart Skinner coming out to almost the blue line to play the puck. It wasn't even at the faceoff dot. I, an exaggeration, but still, like it was a bad position for him to be. It was, and it cost him a game. That did not cost him a game. Well, they were winning. Pardon? They were winning. They might, it might have it cost them a goal for sure. But if you don't think the rest of those guys should be out there scoring more goals, I think that's a little bit well, that's silly. So You're too. playing Connor Hellebuck, though. Like, easier said than done. What did we do to him last year? Still. The Weathers had lost seven of their last ten before Saturday's game. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here looking at this team. They're an offensive team. They're supposed to score. That's our biggest problem right no, now. That is 100% a problem. But, like, Stu can also be a problem. It can be, yeah, that was a mistake. Fine. Yeah, it was absolutely a mistake. That's nothing more than and that. The goalies, you know, I, I think the goalies haven't been terrible to start the year. I'm not nope. saying they have, but they also haven't been they've great. Been, they've been average. Yeah. So over this next stretch here, if you don't have Connor, I think your offense is likely going to be average. So you need another part of your game to step up, which is why my answer is the goalies. Yeah. I think they can still be above average even without Connor. I think they're good enough. They yeah, should probably be. to some extent. Like yesterday, was that on real life you did this yesterday? where you were talking about the last time Connor was out and we had Riley Sheehan oh. the second. Oh, that that first line, that first line wasn't terrible, but the fall off between first to, th- to second line was, dude, that was astronomical. None of those guys are in the NHL anymore. Archibald, yeah. Chan, That was nine guys where you'd be like, okay, you know, like have a push-up contest, the three winners, you're our fourth line tonight. Nobody's going to lines two and three. It was... Yeah, that was something else. So to your Rick's point, like the other should be able to weather this better than yes. they ever have before. Yes. But you need some guys to get going. Evander Kane, obviously. You need a a lot of guys. Everybody. Connor Brown's got to start find that scoring touch. Listen, we are at game six. 3.25 million bones is hitting the, the books yeah. next week or next year. He's got to get going. Can I read the lines from the last time McDavid Please. himself? People didn't see it. So the first line was decent. Nugent Hopkins, Drysidle, and Yamamoto. 
And the rest of it is <laughs> then what very fun. <laughs> yeah, then what happened? And this is, this is where we go back to the decade of darkness. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah, crazy. So second line was Josh Archibald, Riley Sheehan, <laughs> Holy Zach Cassian. That is a reasonably effective What year line. was this though? Because I want to know which- 2020. Oh, this is three years after 2017, Zach, yeah, too. February Ooh. 2020, they went three, two, and one during the stretch. Third line, Juja Kara, Colby Cave, and Patrick Russell. <laughs> Fourth line is Sam Garnier, Gaetan Haas, and Alex Chason. I know what everyone's thinking at home. Surely there was other players that were injured and rotated through. Well, I'll let you know. The two forwards that rotated through that system during this point, Tyler Benson into the top six. Right. Smart. Marcus Granlund onto the fourth line. Dry, dry toast. Dry toast. Wow. Dry toast. He was in there. That was it. And the Oilers went three, two, and one on a very impressive road trip. What was their goal? T- what, can Where you pull was the James goal- Neal? Can you pull up the goaltending numbers from there? Because <laughs> if they were know. average, then I expect this team to go, well, go. six and a whole. I'll tell you the results. So they beat Chicago at home, 5-3. Mike Smith was in goal. Right. Game two, they lost 3-1 to Tampa Bay. I understand. Pretty sure that was an empty net goal, if I remember correctly, too. Uh, Mike Smith was in goal. Game three, they beat Florida on the road. Miko Koskinen, 4-1. Miko Koskinen, masterclass. Uh, and they beat... And that was the game uh, that was suspended for kicking. That's right. And that's why yeah, Tyler Benson that got, that's why Tyler <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. got a spawn the second Who line. was kicking? That was when Cass got suspended. Remember when he kicked that dude in the chest? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, a little kick. <laughs> just a little kick. It wasn't that. It was a push with the foot. I mean, and also people were like, he could have killed him. And I'm like, oh, it was a push with the him. foot. Bare chest with skate blade. That's a cavity opening. I, uh, it's wearing a chest protector. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a weird one to think back of because I forgot about it until just now. But then I remember the video clear as day in my head of him being like, hiya. It was a push with the foot. Also, I said it that I remember. I remember going over the podcast. You know what? Now that you brought it up and, and you said what it, I was like, no, I remember this was a push with the foot. Still all the, it should definitely be the suspension, but what not a kick. It was, just like when, uh, it was just like when Steve McIntyre pushed Radis Ivan in his face with his fist. So yeah, yeah. It was the old fist push. Yep. <laughs> or Cassian pushed Gagne's face with his stick. Mm-hmm. Well, Sam's a little uh, short. He was in to the beat Carolina four, three in Good. Carolina. Stupid no Carolina. Time. What a win. They lost two. 2-1 to Boston in Boston in overtime. And then they, they lost 5-3 to Minnesota at home. And that was their app. Not bad. Uh, I want to hear from you for our friends at Wendy's. They also want to hear from you. Who needs to step up the most in Connor McDavid's absence? Is it Evander Kane? Is it the goalies? Someone on the back end? Maybe just someone will score in the third period. That might be nice. Five games and counting. That's, that's makes sad. no sense. It makes zero sense. How do you not even accidentally get one? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's so true. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see a third period golden night. Well, let's dive into what happened the other night for our friends at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Races every Friday and Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. The buffet is open and it is delicious. Mm-mm-mm. You want some roast beef? Get it in you. You want to bet on the ponies? Shark Week's running. You know he's... Uh, what would you say about Shark Week, the horse? He's dominant. He's got Hungry bite, for it. Bite to him. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Centric Grill Racetrack and Casino. Go have yourself a weekend every Friday and Saturday. There's races right up until New Year's Eve. Come on. And then go downstairs, a couple of spins. Maybe find the Wheel of Fortune game. You win your retirement. That's the plan. That's the dream. Let's talk about the game against Winnipeg just a little bit. I actually thought the Oilers played pretty well. For the most part, 
Roared out to a 2-0 lead. Nice goal by Daryl. Nice goal by Boosh. Thinking things are going. We had a packed house here at Nation HQ to watch the game. It was loaded up in there. It, it was, was nice. It was fun. And then they just couldn't get another one. And then. That's been a thing for a bit. They need to get that third. They get that third goal. And it's, and it's, yeah, the separation between Done. goals two and three are like what you just said with lines one and two. And last time was Connor out. That's just a massive, massive gap. All of a sudden we don't get that third goal. It's troublesome. Well, and it felt like that too in the game. Like in the first period, it felt like the Oilers were really pushing for that third Buzz goal it. towards the end of the period, and it just didn't come. But they also sometimes, and it kind of that's like the Nashville game. Go for the throat. Yes. Yeah. Killer instinct. Like, push and I don't foot, care if it's seventeen to one. <laughs> I don't care if it's seventeen to one. Keep going, going, going. Well, two, just- two goals, and then they they almost seem like they don't want to score on the team again and try and like, well, you know, keep it here and just like globe trot around the out. No, keep going. I think Connor Hellebuck just played really damn good, guys. Yeah, that also happened. Well, for and sure. I think the team too gives you deserve giving the Oilers more credit for going out and doing exactly what we said they need to do, which is punch people in the face and throw the body around. And they started doing that too. They started to, you know, the, the broadcast, I think mentioned it like, Oh, the two teams seem to not like each other all of a sudden again. And after that point, it seemed like there was a little bit more sandpaper yep. to the game again. So I've never liked them. Give them the credit, yeah. give the others credit for, for coming out and trying, but yeah, you, uh, sometimes you're going to lose to Connor Hellebuck on the night where I think that like, yeah, if the Oilers play like that, more often than not, the results will go our way. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't think that's unfair to say. No, I, I completely agree. But sometimes you run into Connor Hallibuck and you can't get the third one. And Josh Morrissey's goal. What are you going to do? There's all kinds of traffic through from the point. Yeah. By the way, he's so fucking good. It's annoying. It's, it's and he just like, he was like a good defenseman. And then since the start of last year, it's like, holy shit. He's like one of the best defensemen in the league, like snapped his fingers. It's crazy. Like his path was just so blocked in Winnipeg. You came? Guys like Dustin Bufflin was there, right? So Bufflin's like, been gone for a while. Was now. he a Sharks pick, like, or was he a Jets from the start? He was a Jets from the start. Thirteenth overall. Hmm. Wow, PA boy, PA Raider, pretty impressive. Unfortunately, the thing that everybody was talking about towards the end of the game, yes, Oilers lost. Connor McDavid, what like an oblique injury? We're guessing, obviously, a bum injury. So you got a sword, took us. So I just, in my mind immediately went back to the Evander Kane collision from the game before when I saw it. When I saw him yeah. go down and go out, I thought, man, is this still lingering? Uh, see, it looks to be more knee, and this is, he's grabbing like almost behind where his kidney am, was. Am I insane for thinking he hasn't looked like McDavid to start the year? Like, he has eight points in five games, but like. No, he's had a lot of like through through passes that have not worked and like on, on the power play. Off. I won't go that far just because I feel like it might be convenient of me to feel that way now because I didn't feel that before. Uh, no, but, but there's been some like one touch passes in the, on the power play that have not made it through that normally make it through. And I don't know. I'm not sitting here like, saying that it has anything to do with anything else. But, te- but who on this team has looked 100%? Nobody. So, yeah, fair Holloway. enough. So I, I don't know. At the start of last season, wasn't he similar? If I remember correctly, no. Last year they were going. F- no, we ridiculous. started. Last year we started with the start. flu talk. We started with the yeah, flu talk early on. Yeah, there was something going on. I remember I, now. Maybe he's just a slow star, quote unquote. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it's slow yeah, points. It's it's hilarious to like have this discussion. Um, but last year to start the season, uh, McDavid scored a hat trick on opening night. Had five goals in the first four games and ten points. Ah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, <no>. slow start. <laughs> no, 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 last year was yeah. Last year he was going we nuts, and we were sitting here like. Well, then it must have happened like November. Because it was him, up, it was him and Leon last year that both were like going nuts. There was off those the two were just dominant, leaving a wake of terror behind them. Yeah, yeah. And then they cooled down in the secondary score and couldn't kind of pick it up. And I literally remember us sitting here on this podcast and being like, "Are they sick?" And we were all like, uh, "Are we just fucking saying that because things are used to them over, scoring man. thirteen goals a yeah. game?" So anyway, Connor out. Uh, Muscular issue per Jay Woodcroft. Well, Upper body. Will he be back for the Heritage Classic? Well, Liam, when asked about that very question, Jay Woodcroft said, I've learned when it comes to Connor, nothing is off the table. I think the news, or I think the way I took the news, I tried to kind of hint towards it after the game on Saturday. We think it's something a little more muscular than anything. Sometimes it just takes more time than anything. I take that as good news, and that time frame is good news. We'll see how it goes. He just has to get healthy. You know, one thing I don't think is being fully considered in all of this when he's like coming back for his heritage game, like it's going to be cold and like muscles don't exactly thrive in coldness, especially when you're cold on the last size ball. Little deep heat. (laughs) If Shaq taught me anything, you just pop one of those icy hot patches on your back and you'll be fine. First it gets icy to dull the pain, then it gets hot. What? Wow. Saying? None of these are Shaq. I didn't know Shaq was in the room. With yeah. that. Refill your Epson Eco Tank. Whatever, whatever the fuck else he does. And now we got to check on our YouTube later to make sure that that was Tyler. Not Listen, YouTube, this is not a copyright flag. That was Shaq. We're going to show up. One of going to be a check from Icy Hodges. Hey, we appreciate you guys having Shaq on to do the ad read. Right now, the, the low is minus four and the high is two. So it's really. It's but, and I think it gets hotter really as the day close. goes on. But <laughs> allegedly, but I I will say, and to Liam's point, I think that there's no reason to rush him back for the Heritage Classic. All right, like, best ways Connor McDavid can make an entrance: you lower look, him from a helicopter mm-hmm. down onto center ice. In the middle of performing "Burn It to the Ground," Chad, oh, Chad Kruger, idea. no, uh, Chad Kruger rips off a mask. It was Whoa. Connor singing the whole time. Oh. He's already in his skates. He goes Shoots up, shoots up out of the stage, fucking melts a solo. Yes, and then he goes and scores. Oh, another epic way to do it. Do you remember that thing that we did talked about last year? The big ski jump thing. Mm-hmm. What was that called again? The FIA uh, Big Air World Cup. Yes. What and if the they build that again and be like, "Oh, we have an event next week. Let me just need to get ahead of it." And it really <laughs> is Connor McDavid at the top. Don't worry about this large ramp in the background, guys. This is for this is something for like. Uh, yes. I, I didn't even see it there. <laughs> oh, you're right. There is a ramp. McDavid comes down, literal flames. Down the side of it mm-hmm. as he like goes down and is like falls onto the ice with his skis and he takes off his helmet and he's like, oh my god it's Connor McDavid mm. ah uh, yeah. they announce him in the starting lineup and at that moment Hunter the Lynx takes off his head to reveal he's <laughs> McDavid or on the big screen they showed like the Telus building or something you're like why are you showing the Telus building in the middle of this game it doesn't make sense and then you see a man on the roof kind of like Drake in the views and then Connor leaps off the roof and parasails with one of those turnable <laughs> Pulling the thingies little yeah. lands right in the middle of Commonwealth Stadium. Oh, who saw that coming? Goosebumps. A lot of good ways for this to be done, Oilers. He's got to practice that. It must be doing it at night so no one can see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In all yeah. reality, I want him to play because it'll be so electric when they announce him into the starting lineup. So. Oh, it, it would, would be, be so cool. I do honestly have visions of Nickelback just playing like 
whatever it is. How We're going riding. out tonight. Yeah. Like McDavid's like <laughs> sprint into the ice from the thing. And it's, oh my goodness. Or he Cal goes, man. look at this photograph and it's Connor coming out as part of the photograph. Oh, Ooh. You know? Gracious. Mm-hmm. So, so many options. There's, man. <laughs> Why has nobody from OEG contacted us about our ideas? He just does the Mike Smith. Mm. Oh, the Mike Smith. Like, but I also need, I need the Steve Austin glass break. Oh, hundred percent. It has to be there. Has to. I'm into it. I'm still waiting for somebody to call us about our TV ideas from last week, but mm-hmm. you know, all we've been getting is legal letters from players agents telling us to stop. <laughs> Very weird. Whatever. Must be At sending the wrong listening. address. <laughs> At least they're listening. Yeah. Real quick. Just around the horn. You think Connor plays on Sunday? I do not. I say yes. I do. I say yes. This I do not. I think he's at a, like a week. And then the one to two weeks. Well, is a so little bit, uh, if I want to follow you down the rabbit hole and the, like the tinfoil hat theories a little bit, would they have not have said week to week? That's what I said. It literally once two weeks is such a tease. Week to week, it, week that. to week is usually like a three week situation. If they would have thought there wasn't a chance he would have played, they would have said right off the jump, like two weeks he's out. He's yeah. not playing. Week to week, but like now you don't want to give him day to day. This yeah, one to can't. two weeks thing is just kind of, it's ambiguous enough that he could or he yes. could not. Isn't one week to two weeks literally week to week? It's all about how, it's all about how when you choose to use the Dad, different wording. It depends how delusional you choose to be, and I'm choosing to be incredibly delusional. Mm-hmm. But I, but I get it. I mean, like, I think that yeah, I don't know. I, I like the ambiguity of injuries in general is just annoying to me, especially in the NHL. Ambiguity. Yes. Here's an, amb- an ambiguity for you all. Okay. Well the Oilers, used. The Oilers don't play until Thursday next week. So they would have Sunday, and then he would have four more days off. What is with this schedule, by Don't, the way? Do not get me started. Horrendous from day one. Oh, I it feel was, like you started already. This Friday is the first <laughs> time it's actually good, because they decided to put Friday night games on the schedule. Crazy stuff. What is with this Oilers schedule, though? Saturday, yeah. nothing until today, Tuesday. Then Thursday, okay, Sunday, Heritage Classic, but then nothing until Thursday after that? They had to build up the whole Connor's out. Is Connor, Connor going to be there for the Well, the I guess if there's game. a time for him to get hurt. Is it scripted though? He's only missing two games. I haven't seen it yet. I'm Connor. Knows have you boys. seen the script? Connor knows. You're the, the one who's all. You're, you're yeah. the one of the ends with all the uh, insiders. And and I'm the most confident he's playing on Sunday. What does Frank Saravalli think? He thinks he's gonna play. All right, I'm gonna call Frank after this. And find out what he knows. Call him right now. All right, get him on the show. Frank. Hey, you know who's not going to be playing in uh, the Heritage Classic? Go ahead. Rasmus Anderson. Gary Bettman has upheld the suspension. Good. Good. Wow. That was a dangerous hit. Hey, Rasmus Anderson. What happened? I'll tell you, you're bringing back the dab, eh? Yeah, he dropped that in our meeting this morning too. <laughs> what happened? Rasmus hey. Anderson is a dirty player. Like a hit from yep. behind, headshot. No, like comes across and like last minutes of a second, or last almost seconds. like a chicken wing. Three seconds left in the game. Yeah. Three seconds left in the game. They're down three-one. He leaves his feet to elbow Patrick Laine in the head. Patrick Laine now on IR with a head injury. Rasmus Anderson given a four-game ban. Almost the Matt Cook, Mark Savard tip. He was given the four-game ban, and then he appealed it. Everyone does. What did he appeal? Like, what did they say he appealed? I don't think that. I don't. I don't think they have to say anything specific. I think it's just that you go and you're, yeah, you're stating that you're whatever your issue is with it. I think the only issue was is is that there was a it was the Heritage Classic coming up. It was the only reason that I heard that he was actually appealing it. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) 
Well, at least we know he's not going to score from their blue line this time. It is a hefty penalty for that hit. No, it's not. I think oh, no, 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 no. I I believe that's what the penalty should be. Okay. But you thing. can't find a lot of uh, precedence to that. That's that because they've almost eradicated the hit from the league. <laughs> no, that's fair. Line. But you you still don't see a lot of those. But they're in line. So good on the sure. NHL for actually making that call. And that's why the player safety. That's where the player safety has to come in and come over the top and actually smack down guys that do stuff. 100%. They, they should probably start doing it for guys hitting them from behind too, but hey, that's another situation. I have a thing. Stop I, signs on the back of jerseys. We just oh, bring them in like it's minor hockey. Yeah. I wonder if the NHL should rather... How do I word this? Just put so it out there. to me, I know I've taken this back a little bit, but the Alex Petrangelo slash on dry sidle is a very dangerous and unnecessary play. Obviously. Slash? I'd the, call it more of a chop. The chop. So should the NHL more of, because their rules are stuff like, oh, like a slash is on like two games, but should it be more like the danger of the play more than the actual play, if that makes sense? Yes, it should be. And, it, and instead, what they do usually is they kind of uh, rely on. Did the guy get hurt? Yeah, the injury that happened. No injury, no penalty. No injury, no penalty. Oh, that guy's dead. Bring right. him off. Two games. <laughs> two games. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, for me, I watched a video clip this morning talking about uh, it was some one of the other hockey podcasts out there talking hmm. about a guy. There's that no other ones. Are told there? to jump Gretzky. Oh yeah, and then yeah. and then was that on said, Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, that's exactly where it was. Uh, but how did we get from a league where you can't touch the star players for fear of losing your job? It's now you know it. Hockey, yeah, it's just, rule. It's so exasperating to me that. You know what yeah. it is? I, like it's there's a there's a respect factor for other human beings that is nowhere near what it used to be. Well, there's that too. But I think in hockey specifically, like if you get rid of the instigator rule, a bunch of that shit will go away. Oh, 100%. You'll get tuned up by somebody that you do not want to fight. But the there's that there's the that instigator makes sense though. There's the very core. Yeah, but there's the story about Sean Avery's first games when he's playing with Detroit and I can't believe he's he's chirping at like Joe Sackick or something like he's about to and Brett Hall like looks at him and like on the same team and tells him no, you don't speak to Mr. Sackick. Oh yeah. And he, he's like Mmm. you don't see that anymore. Yeah, I mean you look at like Brendan Manning destroyed Connor McDavid admitted basically without saying it, that it was on purpose that he didn't give a shit, like didn't care. And then was on the Evans and Oilers a couple years later. Crazy, frustrating. Crazy straight down until history. It's frustrating. Connor said it was okay though. Right. It's just weird. It's a weird thing in the league. Sorry. Not to derail <laughs> the conversation from the, if we want to, we, we could do another whole episode on things that went wrong with the Shirelli era. Yeah. I just don't have time to get that hurt in my insides again. That would be a third episode of the week. Yeah, crazy that the others actually have three fights this season. Yeah, in five games, who would have thought? Lighten the boys up a little bit. The NHL is the NHL's fighting is up for sure. I don't want oh, yeah. to. I can fights too. Yeah, oh, yeah. The quality is the big thing. That's the it, a lot of traditionally the fights have gone up, but it's been like three out of tens and two out of ten fights, people falling down, that kind of thing. But no, everything is pretty. Probably speaking of which, go good. Last week. go check out the new hockeyfights.com. We just relaunched the website this past week. Give us some feedback, what you think. Hit us up. We got bugs to squash. That's how it goes when you relaunch a website. Got it? But go check out the new hockeyfights.com. It looks real nice. The site performs much better. Video is the focus of the new hockeyfights.com. Let us know what you think. Continuing on with the news for our friends at Century Mile Racetrack Casino. Thursday's game. That is not tonight. The O's play in Minnesota. We'll preview that in a second. But Thursday's game, Ring of Honor game for Doug Waite. He's a hell of an oiler. I still think yeah. of that goal that he scored on Trevor Kidd where he did the dipsy doodles That's and he's cool going guy. backwards and he's sideways and he's backwards and it's in the net. 
just one of my all-time favorite Oilers, crushed me as a youth when he oh. left. And those were what the- was worse, that or what happened in 06? Oh, well, I mean, not close. There's a multiple things. So you lose Doug Wade. That's one thing that hurt. But then you lose the Stanley Cup final with Doug Wade on the. Well, other that's team. yeah. I was yeah. Less about the less about losing the cup, but the fact that Doug beat us for it. Not close. No, that hurt. Not even close. Yeah, that was. Maybe we shouldn't put him in the Ring of Honor tomorrow or Thursday. Do we do him? Well, I still blame a couple <laughs> other guys on that team. They're now coaches and stuff right now. Yeah. Looking at you, Mark Andre Bergeron. Oh, don't even start. Andrew Ladd. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> I tell you, Mike Conklin, what the fuck, man? Dude. Oh. Should have been juicy the whole time. Should have been. Mm-hmm. Liam, sorry. Old say, guys talking. He almost here. brought us back from 3-1. He did. He has no credit for that. None. Zero. He should be in the fucking ring of honor. Should be. Maybe we get deeper into this thing. There's a lot of room in that ring of honor. Could, anyone could go in. Sorry, Me? that, Liam. There's uh, two old men yelling at clouds over okay. here. <laughs> Did I tell you guys I saw Andrew Ladd at the airport this summer? Did you punch him? Oh, I didn't punch him. <laughs> Just checking. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Did you ask him about Mitzi's from his time in Winnipeg? No, I didn't bring ah. it up. He was at the uh, at the Kelowna stop. I, we were in Calgary and he was in a flight to Kelowna. Yeah. I was going to Typical. Hmm. England, not Ontario. Paris. Well, London, Ontario is the... Uh, don't often, the original. Don't often fly into London, Ontario. You know what I'm kind of interested about? Just circling back to the Doug Wade thing. <laughs> just, back. Go ahead. Are you talking about hockey, though? So, Tyler, why? What's your when, favorite small town airport? <laughs> Go ahead. Burbank. Burbank is fucking awesome. Yeah, Burbank. You come into that runway hot. Yeah, if you're ever flying into LA and you want to cheap out, fly into Burbank and it's an experience. Guess the heart pumping. Yeah. Um, so I remember I was at the Kevin Lowe jersey retirement and they did this thing where they do the ceremony and then the players come out for warm up. Right. So yeah. the ceremony starts an hour and a half for the game or whatever. Yep. And there was like no one there to watch it. Yep. It was really sad. There's no vibes, nothing. And I get what they're doing. Right. It's a big, exciting thing. They want to drag it out, have everyone talk. I wonder if maybe that's not a bit of a mistake. Even this ring of honor thing. I think less is maybe more. And I know they're doing it. So the players don't have to sit around and watch it. But like, Maybe we could do this ceremony in 15 minutes and just do it right before the game while the players are on the bench. So the crowd's at least there. Because, again, this ceremony is apparently starting at 530, I think, for Doug Waite. And I just. A lot of people wouldn't be home from work. Yeah. Like I was at the Ryan Smith one. as what, Smitty and Fogland? Yeah. 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 And the same thing. It was. There just weren't a lot of people in the building yet. My favorite pregame ceremony has to be Slats when he walked down at Rexall Place from essentially the press box. Yeah. And he had to walk all the way down and it took forever. And they kept the the, the camera on him too, right? Where yeah, they yeah. wash him down the stairs, through the concourse, down some more stairs, through a door, over here. Best part so is funny. earlier in the day, they also probably would have done like a, a rehearsal. I'm like, all right, Slats, I like, guess what we're going to do. Guarantee you, he did it the first time and was like, this is a terrible idea. We should not be doing this. It's too far. Do you know how old I am too, also? I mean, I'm in good shape for an elderly man, but like, that's a lot of stairs. So then also, Thursday, okay, so if you're going to get there 530, (laughs) sit and watch the ceremony, then you're just in the building for warm-up already. What what else are you going to do? You're there for an hour and a half. Like, the beer bill is going to be big. Do you think you could do this on a non-game night? No. Not enough people would be interested in just going to see this. Don't think so. I don't think so because then people would show up early. Like if if we're keeping it tight, fifteen minutes after warm up. Well, does it have to be on the ice? 
Like, what if they were able to do it from Ford Hall? Like, they made a yeah Ford Hall, maybe like they could just put it on the big screen. But yeah, they could do it within the ring too. Like, I think you could probably do something with the Sportsnet Lounge. Yeah, you probably could make it into put them up in the DJ booth. But I mean, there was cool. nothing wrong Spin with what, the ones and twos. Nothing wrong with what. <laughs> With doing a nice ten to twelve minute ceremony for the players. Oh, you've cut it Where's two players though? Do why do you have to do two at a time? Then would be my argument. Have a Ryan Smith night and a someone else night. Yeah, you can still do the two players in the season. Twelve minutes. They come out, talk for three, four minutes. Thanks to the fans. Someone else comes on, talks about how much they met. Boom, boom, boom. You're done. Look, ah, his name's on the ring. Ooh, cool. <laughs> Ouch. I just feel like this isn't, and I'm doing this from a point of it is awkward and like, I don't know, like, isn't it kind of like a little embarrassing for the player? Like, hey, I'm going to be there, Tyler. Oh, so I will be too. But I'm just saying, I know there's going to be like, we'll talk across the arena. Yeah, there's going to be like 8,000 people there. And I feel like bad for the player that like we're not doing something where the whole crowd's there for him. It's true. Like I said, for the last one, I kind of felt the exact same way. I don't know what you do instead, though, but uh, I, I'm down with doing like one guy a night for do it over two, uh, you know, do it over a week and just kind of make yeah. a whole weekly thing. And or then, you do them all at once. Uh, every, every ring of honor member, everyone all at once. Rapid done. Down. And you have to, you have to like assume some guys will get those. So just like, yeah, ah, nudes, come on. <laughs> I've solved it. So players come out for their warm up. They do their, their normal thing. Yeah. Then the Zambonis come out to do the flood afterwards. Mm-hmm. Doug Waite, Charlie Huddy driving the Zambonis. That's the ceremony. You do the ceremony while they're driving the Zambonis. Headset and the on. Fans are, and the fans are watching them try and drive the Zambonis too. It would be hilarious. Hey, Amazing. I watched Gretz drive around the back do of it. an F-150. Like, there's no reason why not to. Oh, that, was a 20 minute, that was a good 20-minute standing ovation, that one. I remember that. Easy. Easy. Did you win that game? I was there, yeah. Yeah, it was that one. Yeah. Anyway, what do you think of the Ring of Honor ceremony? Too long? Tyler's already cut it down three minutes when he's cutting it down. Quick eight minutes. Ryan, your thoughts? I'm very thank you, thank Ryan. You. See he just pokes his head out, waves off the ice. Yeah, it's like the old first star. Yeah. A little lap whoop, and off. Yeah, whoop. Doug Wade comes out, throws a hat to the kids, <laughs> off the ice you go. Thanks, right. Doug. Mm-hmm. Yet so, to hear a bad idea. So who's in right now? Who is Smitty Lee Fogelin? That's it, I think, right? I mean, yeah. All the guys who have their numbers retired. I mean, Dougie. Uh, what's the other guy? Charlie Huddy. Charlie Huddy's going in yeah. two tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, Thursday. I wonder who'll be next. They've only got eight minutes now from Tyler. So Four like, minutes each. Those guys are both 90s guys, right? Or was Huddy? No, Huddy's an 80s guy. Huddy's guys, an 80s guy. Sorry. So I wonder if the next year they'll- You have two, you have two different eras going in that one. You have two different eras going in the first one. I bet you they go pronger next year with somebody from the no. 90s. That'll take a little bit more. I think you'll get- Hemsky, maybe. Hammer's a good okay. one. Hammer would be a great one. I think they'll probably try and bring it a little closer to now. Let's just go around the horn real quick. If you had one, just one pick for the Ring of Honor, Dan. It's got to be Chris two guys, Bronger. though. We'll just pick one. Chris Bronger. I mean, it's hard to argue. Mm, he was here for a year. Very easy to, to say no. It's very easy. One year, Dan. No. Come on. What are we doing? But he's the best year. defenseman by a country mile. I know, but it's one year. But you were a toddler. When and that they happened. didn't win either. Like if the Raptors were to, I don't know. I don't even think the Raptors should ever retire Kawhi's number. No. Well, I think it's should. one year. To me, that's something for like. Because no. I'll never win again. <laughs> Fair, but it's for the, it's for the legends of your franchise, not like, like Kawhi a, Leonard, not like a good player who stopped in for a year. I would put Kawhi Leonard. They were on the traded. Order. They were forced yeah. in, and first opportunity to make a okay. I'll stay. They both turned and left. So yep. no. Okay. 
Fair enough. You don't agree with I you disagree with you, Dan. It's fine. Oh, well, Who's your pick, Liam? I'll put Roly in I, before him. Yeah, I think I'll go with Pronga, too. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I've not been an Oilers fan long enough to know many people before. Like, I know who they are, but what they were. So I'll just say Hemsky. Todd Harvey. Tyler? Hemsky. You know what? No, if we're doing Pronger, then we can do it. David DeHarnay scored a big sure. goal. I'm not against him. I am. Why do you hate Up David DeHarnay? Why did you have to drag him down? Yeah. Why? Because he would cost a friendship. One of our friends of the, of the company had to leave. David DeHarnay has never been on, an, on a fucking podcast here. Brandon Davidson did. That is true. <laughs> Brandon Davidson on like a three-hour one. I was wondering where you were going, going here. I was, no, I was, usually people sense. don't. Usually people don't. And I just start going and eventually I find an end point. And also Dick Tarnstrom. Dicky T, no problem. Spot check, you're in. Yeah. Just Mike Pekka. I, my answer would be Hemsky. Rick, who you got? No, I think the logical one is Hemsky. I don't even see anybody in the 90s group. Billy Garrett. Yes, but after Hemsky. I actually have an, oh, an, an actual answer with Boris Mironov. Boris Mironov. Oh, Bobo, sweet. There's a guy that didn't, like, literally did nothing with his franchise just because the franchise did nothing. But yeah. Gator. Gator is a good one. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, maybe it's. I like the Gator, but I, I think just like from 95 to 2010. Taylor Hall? Eventually, yes. That's a tough one. For that t- that time zone, though, I think the biggest Hors- name Hors- is... You put Horkov up there? Hork is coming. Does but Hammer goes first. still work for a team? Yeah. Doug Waite? It's with the Sharks, isn't yeah. he? He's, He's with somebody. Huddy's, a, Huddy's on the team. Huddy's a coach yeah. somewhere. Is he? I, I thought Huddy was done. He might be. He oh, was in I Winnipeg for the longest time. He was in Winnipeg for a long time. I thought they let him go. I thought he... Uh, Doug, oh, sorry, uh, maybe Doug Wade isn't. I think he's like an advisor with the Sharks or something. I, I was just wondering <laughs> if they would bring guys in if they're with organizations. Dude, that is like a bad thing, but like that used to be why they did it. Personality, yeah. right? Development. So. They used to do it when that team was in town. Well, like that's why they always like the Oilers jersey retirements through the years have always been against the Rangers because they wanted Slats in town for it. And yeah, I guess Slats was here for the outdoor game. He was literally, and so Mark Messi was here for the outdoor, the original outdoor game. He was still playing for the Rangers at the time. Really? I'm pretty sure that's the way it was. 2003? Yeah. Who else you guys got? Ring of Honor nominees. Chris Pronger, given. We've settled that. Would Rollison ever go in now? Yeah, but you'll be, uh, you'll be pretty gray by the time that happens. Happy Bullen? The Roly replacement, but Rollison only had one good year, and he didn't even win anything. Yeah, I don't think Rollison goes in there. No, who else you got, Tyler? I, I have Hemsky from kind of that era again. Like I value longevity and also how long your kind of like peak years lasted. Like Rollison had that one great year, and then the team for a long time. Hemsky was the only reason, only reason to watch all those games. Oh, Sean Horkoff. Yeah, I think Horkoff because he's a captain, right? And was here again for a long time. Was a part of some good Poor team. Poor guy had to do so many tours of that new arena was being built and he didn't <laughs> even get to play there. Well, speaking of tours, Andrew Ferentz? Nope. What? Jason Smith? I'm just Yeah, Gator's got to go. Yeah, Gator could get in. Yeah. What about Fernando Pisani? <sighs> See, is no, that's, a tough, that's, a tough, that's a tough one because he well, was... What is the Ring of Honor about? Really, you never won anything. Like, is it like the 06 Cup run? I get it. You don't want to put everyone in it, but it was like the only thing that's been good for this franchise for a while. Until hey, we won a bunch of fucking right? lotteries after that. <laughs> but so shouldn't put guys the lottery banners up there? be honored? 
Yeah, yeah. But you can't like, just be Prong, like uh, Prong is maybe different because he was here for one year. But like, I don't. How long was Bassani here for? Long He's time. here for longer. Yeah, yeah. I think it's about. I think it's about that rung of guys who were very important. They had to be great Oilers, though. Like they can't just be like that's my serious argument against Pronger. Like great player, but he's not a great Oiler. That's fair, right? Like Alex Hemsky, a great Oiler for that era. Sean Horgoff was a captain, part of the 06 team, a great Oiler. Yeah. Even if you know at the end with the contract, it didn't go that well. Like to me, you needed to be a really damn good player and be a really damn good Oiler. And if you can check both those with boxes, some longevity. Yeah. With like Huddy and Smitty both did that. They were great Oilers. How about Peter Nedved? He came back. He liked it so much. He came back. <laughs> Mike Comrie. Peter Sakura. I like Peter Sakura. Right. For the ring of honor, but he didn't do anything here. <laughs> Pisani played 402 games for the Oilers, scored 80 goals and 153 points. There you go. And then ulcerative colitis derailed his career. Sadly. Went to I think Chicago. it was weird. He ended up in Chicago. Yeah. He Still tried. He made a go of it. But yeah. One, yeah, yeah. Hard to uh, hit us up. Owner Radio Podcast. Who should be in the ring of honor? Feel free to argue with us if you like. I won't read it. Liam's already muted here anyway. I'm going to tweet a picture of Peter Sikora. No comment on it. Just a pic. <laughs> Other thing I want to just wrap up the news here quickly with for our friends at Century Mile Race Track and Casino. Just a quick look at the Pacific Division. No cup hangover so far for the Vegas Golden Knights. They're in first place, six and zero. But then from there, the they're the first Stanley Cup champion to start the next season, six and zero. There you go. But from there, though, the Pacific really kind of falls off. Right now, Vancouver is in second place at three two and zero. Then LA two two and one. Calgary is next at two three and one. Oilers trail behind one three one. So, a couple of wins. They're in second place. Not even worrying about that till America Thanksgiving. I'm just doing a Pacific Division recap. Look, go ahead. The Vegas Golden Knights are obviously a very good hockey team. Mm-mm. They've had to prove it. <laughs> They've had a pretty easy start to the season too. In some regards, as Tell well, me. like yeah. San Jose. Chicago, Anaheim, Seattle, Tyler Fink sucks. They, they suck. beat start the Stars in overtime, which is a good way to not discount that one. And they beat Winnipeg too. Yeah, that's like, four easy games. Though, yeah. I'm not saying they're frauds because they're obviously not, but it's like, yeah, like I would like that start to the season too. Like I know the others have had a relatively easy one, but also not that easily because they've played Vancouver, who we all knew were going to be better. Yeah. Nashville were going to be competitive and Philly we all thought was going to be bad. So fair enough. But like, I don't know. I just, Vegas, we'll see what they do when they go on a run here, when they play like some really, really top teams. Like Philly next. <laughs> like Yeah. The schedule doesn't get much diff- more difficult. It's Philly, Chicago, then they play the Kings and then they play Montreal, but then they play Colorado. So we'll see if they are on November 4th when they're like 12 and 0 because they played no one. Looking ahead at tonight's game, we're going to do a little game preview courtesy of our friends at Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that's making new ones. I'm hoping to make some new memories tonight. The big win over Minnesota. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel. ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel for more information. Of course, Alberta Blue Cross is the official provider of travel insurance for the nation network and our nation vacations. 17 days, boys, we will be in Seattle. That's coming up. It is. We may need Alberta Blue Cross insurance for what's going on outside. Yeah, I heard something. Something, something just like fell. I think out they're there. racing. Crash bangs out there. People, we're in a, this is a work environment. People trying to record a podcast <laughs> in here. Shit, 
Ugh. children these days. We're going to look ahead at tonight's game preview against the Minnesota Wild. The Wild have lost their last two games. They are currently 2-2-1 two, two, and one on the season. More importantly, and this might be a good thing for the Oilers, or not, depending on how you look at it, depending mm-hmm. on how uh, cynical and salty you are, the Wild have allowed 21 goals in their last four games. They are also allowing nearly 40 shots per game, averaging 36.6 shots against. Oh, you, lots of shots, you say? Lots of shots. Hmm. For love of the game? Huh. Maybe. <laughs> Perhaps. We did what have a lot have? of shots against the Jets. We did have a lot of shots against the Jets. Jets, uh, Wild don't have Connor Hellebuck. They do not have Connor sure. Hellebuck. Before we get into your takes on tonight's game, gentlemen, i got to go through the lines here. Fresh lines. The blender came out once again. Obviously, Connor's out. Had to mix it up. First line currently. Kane, Dreisaitl, Matthias Janmark. Second line, Warren Fogle, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Zachary Hyman. Third line, Dylan Holloway, Ryan, Ryan McLeod, and Connor Brown. Adam Ernie, Derek Ryan, around the forward lines. What do you think so far, Tyler? I think the Janmark promotion up the lineup is purely to keep that second and third line who you know work together intact. hundred percent right. You need, listen, with Connor out, you're not going to be able to be a one-line team. You're going to need scoring from multiple lines every game to win. Drysaddle has the ability to create offense all on his own. Hopefully Evander Kane's a little bit better. They can give you a solid duo. And Yanmark, you know what you're getting out of him, right? You're not getting really any surprises here. So by keeping that second and third line together, you're hoping one of them can be a good spark for you offensively each night. And, and I don't hate the play. Like, again, I don't even think this is a scenario where that dry side of line as a trio is going to play six more minutes than the other lines. Everyone's going to be pretty tight here. It's going to be a three line effort. Mm hmm. What do you think of the lines? Yeah, I, I agree with Tyler. Um, I think another thing of it too is not many other guys, but no one's really earned an opportunity to play on the first line, right? So I think giving it to Yamark kind of makes sense and you want a Van der Kane to get going a little bit. So you give him maximum opportunity on the top line with Dreisaitl and also on the power play too. So yeah. We'll see. I, I like the continuity of having the second and third line at least. Like, They've got three lines that can play tonight, which they do most nights, I suppose. What's going to be interesting, too, is they're going 11-7 tonight. Because they have to. We can barely afford to do that. <laughs> Nobody can afford it. How is Woodcroft going to rotate Drysaddle and Nuge through? I'm curious to see about that. Yeah. Or is he just going to, you know, the fourth line is going to play sparingly and it's going to be Leon most of the time. I'm just curious to see how he... I think you'll see some Holloway at line. center, too, there, because I think they want to try that. I think they'd like to get to that point where Holloway can play some center minutes. Yeah, I think McLeod will probably play a little bit more too. I I don't think they're gonna just. I think Nuge will play a little bit more than he need, than he usually does because without McDavid. But I don't think they're just gonna give all McDavid's minutes to Nuge. Or probably no. And I think the keeping the too. second and third line together was the biggest part of yeah. this. And I agree with that move. If McLeod's gonna get more minutes, which you will, mm-hmm. my boy needs to shoot the puck. Yes. yes. He wrapped up last season twelve game goal streak. It is now bled in through. It went through the playoffs. And now five games in, I love Ryan McLeod. I predicted him to have a 20 goal season this year, but he just does not shoot the puck enough right now. It's not good. Yeah. Someone uh, texted me the other day and was like, I'm starting to get worried that Ryan McLeod isn't in it. NHL player. He's just a guy who can skate. And listen, he's fair. I think it's too early to be saying that, but I think it illustrates maybe some of the frustrations people are saying. I just think that's the frustration speaking. He's got to buy into his own skills a little bit too. Yeah. Just buddy, throw the puck on net. You've got wheels. You can, he's one of those players where you could throw the puck on net low on the goalie's pads and go get your own rebound. Yeah. He's got wheels. He can do it. Score some garbage. 
You just got to get that first one or someone bank one off his ass. Gordon knows he needs a little. Yeah. You know? He's never really been a goal scorer. He had the one really good year in junior year 26. But besides that, never scored more than 14 in his career. Maybe that's just who he is and that's fine. But like, you need to shoot the puck at least to cause some trouble. You know, maybe there's a shitty rebound that goes off. And I mean, on Browns through team. five games. I'm just looking at the other stats page right now. Through five games, McLeod only has three shots on yeah, goal. Like that's not good enough. You need to just get to a game. Throw pucks on net. Hit your shot prop. Hit your shot prop for love of the game. The love of the game. But I mean, again, he's not the only one that needs to pick it up. Get going. Actually, a guy who I thought had a decent night against Winnipeg on Saturday night, and I'm sure Waz would love here. I thought Derek Ryan was buzzing in the limited minutes he got. He did. He's had two yeah. pretty good games now in a row. Warren Vogel. Warren Fogel, he needs one. Very impressed with Fogel so far. The breakaway curse has not ended, though. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> All I'm going to say is it's very difficult to score a goal in the NHL. Breakaway I, I, or not. I get it, but like at some point, you got to get one by even by accident. Just push it in front of you like a Mighty Duck style and ram the goalie. The, I mean, like the breakaway, there has to be yips coming into it now for this game. It's, he changed oh. move, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did change the move. Yeah. You can't. I mean, you just can't come down that many times on a breakaway. In the <laughs> sure, you can. Oh, well, we're watching it. So I'm gonna cast like stop the greatest players in the world. Well, one of them was on the bench, so I'm not. Well, that's that fair. Yeah, boy, yeah. And <laughs> we'll note Warren Fogle was not shooting any shots on Dominic Hasher. Well, that is true. No, but everyone keeps saying Connor Hellebuck's the greatest thing. So, <laughs> well, he is really good. Yeah, that's fair. He did play well, <laughs> unfortunately. We are our biggest obstacle right now. Well, I mean, we're talking about a team that's gone five games without a third period goal. Like, again, how do you not accidentally get one? You know? How do we not get one against Nashville? Yeah. That, fair. That is, that is fair. something I thought, too. They shit-stopped the Predators. <laughs> there was nothing. No, they third did for two periods, and they let off in the third. I hate seeing that. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. When you're thinking about tonight's game against the Minnesota Wild, it has not been a friendly barn to our beloved Oilers over the last handful of years. One win in their last six games there. Handful of years? One win in their last six there, I believe. I think you can pull off stats like that if you go back like a decade and a half. I was going to say, like, we had a little run there where we were winning in Minnesota or something. Because I feel like that was one of those, one of those, what was it? 17 in a row, I believe. I'll I'll go get, I'll go get their stats. Before that, before, like, we've had a run against Minnesota. It wasn't like Manny Fernandez. We couldn't get, yeah. Manny Fernandez and then fucking Gabrick was scoring at will. The good news is Minnesota will be about Matt Baldy and Jared Spurgeon. Mm-hmm. To see Which former former Edmonton Oilers on their second line, Patrick Maroon. Yes. Since the start of the 2009-2010 season, the Oilers are 7-16-2 in, uh, in Minnesota. What they got to do tonight in Minnesota? To me, like when the Oilers play a simple game, that's when they're at their best. Shoot, pass, hit, lay the body. Yeah. Don't try and be pretty. Connor ain't out there. He ain't saving you. Simple game will probably get you get the job done, provided that the goaltending sticks up in our end. Yeah. What do you think, Tyler? <sighs> yeah, I think goaltending is kind of number one. Like this is probably not going to be a night where you can go and outscore your problems just because of the McDavid thing. Like I can't see them going and winning this game six four. I think if they're going to win tonight, it's got to be a four two three one three two kind of victory, right? Four two, eh? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it's going to take three lines again. I think that's what Jay Woodcroft knows. That's why these lines are put together the way that they are everyone's got to elevate their game a notch. And if everyone does that, you can cover for McDavid at the end of the day, it is hockey. And as great as Connor McDavid is, it is not a sport where one player always entirely determines the game. You can overcome this. You have a bold prediction for this evening. 
Um, I'm going to say the other score two third period goals. What do you think about that? I like that one. I like that one. I was going to say both the second and third line, get a goal. Liam, what's it going to take tonight in Minnesota on the road? Oilers have lost. Minnesota's lost. Both teams looking for a win. Um, I think Tyler said this. I can't remember what show it was, but just that I think the goaltending is actually going to be the big reason why the Oilers can win. But I like the idea of the bold prediction of a third period goal. <laughs> That's just gonna so be, absurd. Gonna be so special. bold. It's so absurd. Dan, what do I got to do? Uh, I don't know. Like nothing, nothing I've predicted has gone right this year. So I went out and I said that it's going to be a big blowout win for the Oilers. I think that the offense just wakes up today and we have some weird outcomes from a non McDavid team. Rick. The whole team needs to pull on the rope. I'm not sitting there looking at any one group. The whole team needs to play better. And yeah, if you can get that secondary scoring going, I think they can still pull out four or five goals. I would love some secondary scoring. Oh, I think you'll it see it today. Happy. It made me very, very happy. You know, score prediction, everybody. 4-2 win for me. 5-1 Edmonton Oilers. Liam said 5-1 as well. Uh, I did predict on the TikTok Oilers lose 3-1. <laughs> Sorry. Goodness. Rick is looking. I predicted, so them, angry. predicted them to win every time. And they haven't done it. So I'm trying to throw it off. I take it. I, I, at least your reasoning is there. Yeah. Uh, I also like, dislike it when you go to Dan first, because somehow he always picks my answer. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with five one. Okay. We got four winners and a loser in here. And Tyler. <laughs> ah, classic. Tyler. New name of the podcast. <laughs> four winners and a loser. Yeah. Then in brackets, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. But well, there's obviously got to turn the season around. No better time for people to step up than when Connor is on the shelf. For a limited time only. Time for you guys to think about who delivered over the last week, by the way. Mm. Last couple of days. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. That's 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code NATION25. Don't forget... Nation 25 gets you 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. Liam? Ding dong. Thank you very much. I will be DoorDashing myself a donor tonight. I'm going to do what I can to manifest a victory. And to me, that is ordering food through our friends at DoorDash. I got a well donor the other day. And? It was awesome. Did the fine folks at DoorDash do a great job bringing it to you? They sure did. Of course they did. Just a donor? Oh yeah. Do you get a drink? I uh, know. Some palm frites. I'm off the pop. Are you? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, sugar, sugar and pop. Down. Nice. Yeah. You know, don't air and onion rings always have to go. Together. Ooh, I like that combo. No, ah, no Tried soda. To <laughs> Tried to get you a little, you got a soda stream in your own. You make your own. Uh, no, I don't have a soda. I'm just a simple water guy. All right. Stay hydrated. Nobody needs kidney stones. Mm-hmm. Right. Tyler, Get- I'm coming to you first. Yep. Our friends at DoorDash. Mm-hmm. Thinking about the last handful of days of your life. Who delivered? Okay. I, this is going to be an interesting rant. The NHL announced their decision to reverse their whole thing on Pride Day. They're going to let players do it now. Which was moronic in the yes, first place. stupid in the first place. Travis Dermott wore the tape. He did. That is awesome. He is a stand-up guy. He delivered as an ally, and I love it. 
but he's also taking a lot of insane backhanded compliments. And I kind of feel, oops, sorry, Liam. I kind of feel for the guy because people keep being like, look, Travis Dermott did it. And it's like, yeah, good. And then they almost always want to be like, and he's not even a good player. He's yeah, yeah. expendable. And it's like, oh, <laughs> and he's a nobody. <laughs> look at that. Dermott did it. He's a third break diva and he's, he's junk. A, and it's like, yeah, he's on, a nobody. People. Where's the big guys getting yeah. out there? He's like, not afraid. He almost I did lose his job. His contracts listed. <laughs> and it's like, on his they're like, oh, he only makes like this much money. Look at his career earnings he's taking a ton of like backhanded compliments and all this anyway shout out to travis dermott um i think you're a fine nhl player and obviously a fine human and he delivered i'm jumping in next because i'm selfish and i don't want anybody else to take it nashville predators equipment manager pete rogers delivered this past week when i don't remember what that guy's name was tyler what was that guy's luke name? S- uh, evangelista luke evangelista yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy when he broke his stick, an old Pete jumped in, handed him a stick mid shift. Guy goes down, gets himself a breakaway goal. But the part that was the best was watching the Nashville Predators celebrate with their equipment manager after the goal went in. I feel like those guys never get enough credit, regardless of the team. Pretty hard job. Yep. My shout out to this week, Pete Rogers, you delivered, my boy. You did your job. You excelled. Rick, who you got? Who delivered for you? Well, I'm going to stick to Saturday night, even though we got the dub, or they got the L, we did not get the dub that I was expecting to get. Uh, it has to go to Warren Fogle. He, uh, he hit a certain amount of goals or sorry, shots, which for no particular reason I was, I was happy with, but in a team of guys playing like porridge, he's one that's kind of standing out right now. So Oilers playing too thick in Rick's opinion. We're not thick enough. Hmm. I'd like some more C's on there. Dan, for our friends at DoorDash, who delivered for you? I don't know. Uh, I've been scrambling because I was going to go with Mr. Dermot myself. Dermot then. Nothing wrong with uh, that. Yeah, I mean, for the, for the ability to be able to take down a ban by simply putting that tape on your stick for one game, uh, Travis Dermot, you're going to be my delivery specialist. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, sorry. I just read something that's uh, funny that I'll get to after. He did deliver. I read something funny too. What was it? Um, I can't read. I can go. I can go. I can go. Hilarious. The NHL's game every 15 minutes night is already fucked. Why? Yes. Uh, The Columbus Blue Jackets have a power outage and their game's going to have to start two hours late. Uh Uh-oh. Hell yeah. Way to go, so, wait, they already know what the power outage is going to be? Frank says, sounds like Columbus and Anaheim are aiming for an 8.30 p.m. Eastern puck drop with the power outage currently affecting Nationwide Arena in Columbus, originally scheduled for 6.30. And they're just going off of wait a minute, what time zone are they at? The estimate of, East. Estimate of outage. Ooh, an 8.30 start in your uh, own tap? Probably central, though. Columbus is... Uh, no, Columbus probably is eastern. East, is it? Ohio. Yeah, Columbus is eastern time zone, Ooh, yep. That's a late one. one. May I read something, and then I will tell you my who delivered. Please. Actually, I'll tell you my who delivered quicker. That okay. Our friends at DoorDash would love to know. Uh, my who delivered was, uh, did you guys see the David Savard clip? No. No. He blo- so yesterday he was on the penalty kill and he blocked this huge shot. And then he blocked another one, but his skate blade got knocked off by it. So he's just on the penalty kill, literally laying there. And then he blocked another shot. Oh my God. I mean, I just thought it was very funny. And then I think Pat McAfee retweeted it. So what you're saying though, you should probably look at some sort of reason to get him at like, say two to three block shots a game. (laughs) Yes. You're in a degenerate mindset right now, Rick. (laughs) Speaking of which, you know, Andrew Kopp has had at least three shots in every game this year. When does he play next? Tonight. Oh, 
Hmm. What's the uh, shop rub? One and a half. <laughs> hmm. Pardon? Hang on. <laughs> I've got to check my email. <laughs> and we'll step aside for a quick break. <laughs> this is um, our, our good friend Connor Halley tweeted this. Ooh. And actually deleted it, so maybe I shouldn't read it. Uh, anonymous player on Matthias Ekholm and the Athletics preseason. Oh, yeah, I read this. You guys all see this? Nope. No. Overrated players. Matthias Ekholm, Edmonton Oilers. Ekholm before Rasmus Anderson. Fuck Ekholm. He's in an all-star tier, question mark. Oh, my God. Can I get out of here? He's not good. He's not that good. He shouldn't even be on this list in any tier. He's good defensively, <laughs> but come on. All-star tier. Who said this? Anonymous Anonymous. Player. Like, buddy, relax. Matthias Ekholm is a very good player. I don't think, like, I don't, I didn't even see these rankings. Like, yeah, they, bit over uh, the top. It's anonymous polling or whatever you say, whatever you want. That's also like, and he's comparing Rasmus Anderson to it. So it's obviously Nazem Kadri. Put your name to it, Mr. Brave. It's probably Evan Holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Wow, that is a hell of a quote. Yeah, it is, yeah, that you, is a big quote. Is it real? Yeah, it's from uh, DMB's article at The Athletic. Ah. I come before I wonder who else is on this list. So DMB probably knows who it is. Yeah, for sure. Ask him. Text him to him. Jonathan Uberdo. Can we, anybody like, know how to hack his, I don't know, like, hack his computer? Overrated player. That just. <laughs> thought he was pretty good last year. <laughs> I think he's been pretty good his entire career. DMB wrote it? I, mean, I believe, I believe it was DMB. Okay, let's find this thing. Yeah. It, was the, it was just the athletic thing in general, I think. Oh, so then I just saw it on DMB's. Yeah, uh, yeah DMB account. tweeted it. Okay, I want to see who else is on this list. Bit of an overreaction, if you ask me. Well. Hurt feelings, probably. You know what? Yeah. We also ask for, I mean, it's anonymous, so it feels weird to say, but we also ask for more personality from, from this NHL is, players. If they're going to give it, like, we got to, you know. I'm not upset about this. I'm I just think that player is wrong. I actually think it's funny. Yeah, exactly. I think it's funny. <laughs> what do you do? Um, from our friends at DoorDash. Use the promo code NATION25 to get 25% off your order for your first time order. Download the DoorDash app. We're going to take a quick break. Have we done that? No. Nope. We're going to bring Kennedy in for a brand new game. All right. We've got Kennedy's, well, I guess, Nationisms is what you're calling this. She's nodding yes. Um, we're going to try a new game on the podcast. I'm excited about it. Basically, a play on Cards Against Humanity, if you've ever played that game. So we're going to do an Oilers version of it. It is going to be fantastic. I'm excited about it. And who presents Kennedy's game? Greta. Greta, of course. Etta, Etta. Our friends at Greta is the home of all nation events this season. We're going to have a bunch of parties going on there over the course of the year. Our friends at Greta, they always put on a great show for us. Go play some vids, have some drinks, make it your pre and post game spot for all activities. Got it? Good. Over to Kennedy. All right, welcome to New Games. I call it Nationisms, but yeah, it's basically a play on Cards Against Humanity. But if you've never played Cards Against Humanity, this is how the rules work. So each of the guys have seven cards. And on each of the cards, there is a phrase or a word that is either an Oilers Nation inside joke or an Oilers related something. And I have four black cards in my hand that need to fill it's like a phrase or a quote that they have to fill in the blank and whoever is the funniest i think we'll vote as a collective group here uh wins that round loser gets fired <laughs> Bold, get but, voted okay off let's do it <laughs> your torch gets 
done. You said we can't vote for our own? No, if you vote for your own, you're done. Fair. Also fired. Also fired. <laughs> Stakes are quite high here. Um, so after each round, you guys can pick up a new card if you want. Mm. And if you think you're funnier than me, keep it to yourself and tell me after the fact, because I'm going to keep updating the deck. There we go. And if listeners want to DM me uh, Kennedy's Trash, I will happily take black cards or blue cards in this exam- this game um, and make them. So let's start with the first uh, black card. So Frank Saravalli just dropped his 32 bull predictions for the season. Number one on that list is blank will win the Stanley Cup. Easy. Couple options here. Easy. Okay. I am a Cards Against Humanity champion. I will collect all the votes. I will not be fired by myself. I used to teach people how to play board games. Yes, you did. Did. We went to a board game cafe one time as like a crew for a nation event. It was fun. They died off too quickly, if you ask me. Board game cafes? Yeah, like I I liked going. It was fun to go with Dan because Dan knew all the games, so he would just pick out a bunch of them for us to play. We had a great time. I would argue that Edmonton just just never had a good market for it at all. Alrighty, all the blue cards are in. So start off. Frank Saravalli dropped his 32 bull predictions for the season. Number one on that list is Bag Milk will win the Stanley Cup. Thank you. I've been working hard. Yep. Number one on that list is Nuge's playoff mustache will win the Stanley Cup. Oh, dare to dream. <laughs> Number one on that list is the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club will win the Stanley Cup. Okay. Okay. Not funny, but true. Facts. Number one on that list is Leonard McDavid will win the Stanley Cup. That would be special. Those go hand in hand, though. Or yes. number one on that list is Bag Chuck will win the Stanley Cup. Bag Chuck. We could. A little bromance. Mm-hmm. We do a, uh, you know, a lady in the tramp with some spaghetti out of the cup. Delish. Ooh. Hey. Why not? And a fat nice. burger again? Was it a fat burger? Yeah. A smash burger. It was a smash burger. We shared a uh, passionate kiss at about two in the morning. That's nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So we vote. What's the funniest one? Don't bring that up. <laughs> I'm going to vote for the bag chuck one. I think that was funny. Um... Bag milk winner. Thank you. I will take it. I'll go with Nuge's mustache. I thought it was good. I'm going to go with bag milk winner. Mustache. That's a tie. Tie break. Tie break. Kennedy. I think the bag truck one is the finest. Who put that down? Nice. Uh, I win. <laughs> I like one point winning. Rick. I like winning her games. No. One point I'm so Rick. Mad he didn't get she doesn't that like one. it, but I do. I, so I put bagged milk in. Ah. I thought I, I put Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club. I just thought it was the obvious answer. Duh. Like it. I put the dog. Okay, second one. I'm not going to tell you what I put. <laughs> Process of elimination. Okay. <laughs> Oilers Nation has announced a new show starring Tyler Uramchuk titled The Blank Show. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Uramchuk starting his 48th Oilers Nation show. We're doing a little Mad Libs. What time do you fit that into your schedule? You'll find out. It's a 3 a.m. show. It is when he is sleeping. After dark. It is just a live stream, and I enjoy it every night. Truman Show style. Just Mm. bing, on comes the red light, and there's Tyler. Alrighty. (laughs) Cards are in. Oilers Nation has announced a new show starring Tyler Ramchuk titled The Beat Cash Show. Wow. (laughs) Too soon. Never. (laughs) Too soon. He killed that show already once. He'll do it again. Oilers Nation has announced a new show starring Tyler Uramchuk titled The 
Death of TSN 1260 show. <laughs> I would never. Oh, wow. Although Taking shots say, at your former friends. Although someone oh say I did. Goodness. Oilers <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nation has announced a new show starring Tyler Remchuk titled The Jeff Jackson Jambalaya Show. <laughs> oh, a cooking show. <laughs> I don't know if we need that. I, yeah, I've seen what you eat and I'm not so sure we want a cooking show. You see my baked potato yesterday. I saw a picture. No sour cream on okay, also, That's okay. Salsa I have a stuff. question quickly. If you have a baked potato, you had a little cut up pieces of cheese on it. Mm-hmm. Is that not a, an opportunity for grated cheese? Uh, my cheese grater was dirty from the night before. <laughs> what? With what? Cheese. It was like That's in the dish. It was like, it was in the dishwasher though. You gotta have a spare, man. So you cubed up cheese instead? <laughs> Just cut up little slices. <laughs> at least it's not, at least it's not the shredded shit. Yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah, okay. okay, keep going. We're losing the plot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the has announced a new show starring Tyler Grunchuk titled The... Liam's Banana Obsession Show. It's basically on every day. Liam needs a show. <laughs> and Wales Nation has announced a new show starring Tyler Drumchuk titled The Ding Dong Show. <laughs> Again. Ding Shout dong. out to our friends at DoorDash. This me. <laughs> we already did this shit Monday to Friday. Yeah. Well, new figure out a new one. All right. Can you can you go through just read the blue ones again quickly? Yeah. Liam's Banana Obsession, Jeff Jackson Jambalaya, The Beat Cast, The Death of TSN 1260, and Ding Dong. <laughs> death of 1260. <laughs> Tyler's cast. show. I'm going Beat Cast. Uh, I will go the the, the banana one. <laughs> Ding Dong. B-Cast wins. B-Cast yes. is back. That's Just weird. so you know, if you're listening to this, I do plan on picking out select games and doing B-Cast. We're going to do it. We're going to do B-Cast. We're going to talk about what's going on on Weather's Nation After Dark. We're going to do the usual thing. Just not every game. The B-Cast is not dead. Alrighty. Third one. The Oilers lost 8-1 to the blank on opening night. Golly Wally. Everybody is selecting a card. They're looking through what's remaining of their blue deck. The Oilers lost 8-1 to whom on opening night? Kennedy is collecting the cards. The gentlemen are preparing. She's coming back. We've got the cards. Shuffle the the deck here. Alrighty. The Oilers lost 8-1 to the Walls voice, Derek Ryan, on opening night. The Oilers lost 8-1 to the Oscar Clefbaum's bionic arm on opening night. The Oilers lost 8-1 to the Brad Malone on opening night. (laughs) The Oilers lost 8-1 to the beer prices at Rogers Place on opening night. And the Oilers lost 8-1 to the Steve Kozari on opening night. That's accurate, though, I feel like. Isn't that? Yeah. On Saturday. Um, What was the second last one? Beer prices. Beer prices that's I'm that's my vote. Prices. Yeah, I like that one. We lost to the beer prices. I definitely did. Yeah. I'm going to say Steve, Steve Kazari because I assume that was Rick's answer. I didn't even get to choose the things, but yes, that was. <laughs> <laughs> it was in my hands. So who went? Well, beer. 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 Thank beer. you. I live to fight another day at Nation HQ. Did you get two? No. You got one at one? I got card? one. And you got one? Who got the other one? I did. Oh, Rick. Damn. Well, me and you suck, Dan. Liam and Tyler are fired. No, me and Dan. Dan. With Tyler Remchuk is now brought to you by Waz. I have one more. Oh. Oh, golly. Okay, last one. Calgary's new arena is called the Blank Center. (laughs) Calgary's new arena is called the Blank Center. (laughs) 
provided that we all make it there. Saddle dome doesn't crush us all. <laughs> Smells like feet. Mm. Mm. Looks like one too. <laughs> Alrighty, Calgary's new arena is called the Eat Shit Flame Center. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. <laughs> okay, Calgary's new arena is called the Was Stance Center. Was does this thing where he puts his hands on his hips? Uh, yes. Uh, Calgary's new arena is called the Taos Balls Center. <laughs> the Calgary's new arena is called the Uremchuk Math Center. Nice. And Calgary's new arena is called the Tyler's Future Boudoir Shoot Center. <laughs> what we go for? Eat shit flames. Boudoir. 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 Uh, the eat shit flames one. Talos Balls. <laughs> Kennedy, you are the tiebreaker. Eat shit flames. It's obvious. Who put that one down? Dun dun dun! Bag milk wins. I thought for the sure the boudoir shoot, food sweet. boudoir shoot was gonna win. The boudoir yeah. shoot would be fire. as long as we could put it on the side of the arena, you know, just a collection of Tyler's uh, tasteful nudes. Send emails to Dan at I'm unemployed. They're more scantily clad. <laughs> yeah. Than nude. Yeah. That Thank is you, true. Kennedy. There's Thank Kennedy. You, Kennedy. New new game from Kennedy. Nationisms. Thank Brought you, to you by our friends at Greta. If you're talking games. Go check out Greta. Greta, Etta, Etta, a, 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 under my Next time Greta. we're at Greta, I, I uh, challenge you to challenge Liam to Mario Kart. Yes. Or Chalmers I, at the basketball game. Actually, you know what? Challenge Tyler to the basketball game. He takes great pride in his basketball game. Be a gauntlet. Could be a challenge Tyler. Do an Olympics. You like an American gladiator over. style gauntlet? Yeah. Yeah. The Cathalon. I'll yeah, just so throw you, tennis balls at you from across exactly the park. That's what I was thinking. So you, so you <laughs> go shoot one of that gun. Basketball yeah. game, mm-hmm. Mario Kart against me. And then you have to walk to the other side of the bar and there's Dan waiting on an air hockey. Yep. Um, <laughs> like I checked with me Rick, to make sure Rick can play <laughs> ski ball. Yeah, ski ball's great. And then BM, one. what one do you want? I want to throw. I want to throw things at people. Okay, you could do. <laughs> okay, so like an American gladiator. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I need so one, like a potato cannon. I'll make the, it myself. Yeah. Do the dragon punch yeah. against bag of milk. Bag milk. Yeah, uh, the, the, punt, bag milk. <laughs> the dragon punch game. You know the one where it's just straight up your punch versus theirs. Cool. Quick piece of news here. Sam Gagne is going to make his Condors debut tonight. Good for him. Sam Gagne signed a AHL deal with the Condors. Are the AHL teams doing a frenzy as well? (laughs) Are they all playing tonight too? That'd be great. This may seem like a random question. Is there like a lot of people were on PTOs for training camp? Like, is there just a lot of unsigned guys right now? Yeah. Just in general. Uh, I don't think there's that many left. I think most have kind of gotten their deals. What are the small deals? They're a lot more qualifying offers that did not get offered this year because they're too worried about yeah. the... Yeah, the QOs are interesting. Yeah. Lavoie, Hambling, Griffith, Gagne, Peterson, Borgo, so he's playing top six, McKeg, Malone, DeJong, yeah. Groob, Savoy, Petrov, Deneen, Warner, Gleason, Kemp, Nemo, Malone's. Hoffenmeier. That Nemo line and Hoffenmeier pairing might be the longest name pairing in, the, in hockey. Nemo line and Hoffenmeier. The law firm of Nemo line and Hoffenmeier. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Final thoughts, gentlemen. It's game day. Well, there's a one, three, and one. Big game coming ahead. First one without McDavid. He's a big one. Yeah, here we go. Time to go. <laughs> thoughts, Dan? Just win the hockey game. That's all you need to see. Interesting. I don't know. Might be on to something. On something. <laughs> Just win. Tyler, thoughts? Uh, yeah, I really hope they play good so I'm not miserable. Amen. Just fucking win. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. 
Liam, wrap it up. Just win, baby. Amen. That's Four- from a scout, too. <laughs> 4 2 other win coming up. Lock it in. <laughs>